I know it's kind of crazy, but I can remember in great detail what happened Labor Day 1995. I know that's like forever ago, but I remember, and I'm going to tell you the story today. We're going to have a story time. I don't want to work too hard because you can't labor on Labor Day. So story time, maybe get some milk and cookies and know that story time today is being brought to you by the wonderful people at India Partners. Please, if you're on Facebook later today, go and like India Partners. They are definitely worth liking. This is this, this, is, this is life. This is life. This is life with Lisa Williams. Happy Labor Day 2015. My kids are with their dad now. They're hiking or swimming or they're going to do both. So I've got a quiet house and I can spend some time with you. It's tricky trying to, you know, have a quiet house sometimes. (laughs) You know, I'm very happy to be a mom. I'm 46 years old. JD was born when I was 38. Jesse when I was 39. And what that means is my 46-year-old brain doesn't think well when I have two incredibly amazing, robust, loud, interesting, funny children who are constantly talking. They got that from their mama for sure. And so there's not quiet a lot. And it sometimes is hard for me to put my thoughts together. I have a friend named Lisa Hellyer and her blog is called A Complete Thought. And I laughed one day because I realized... She's just trying to find one. <laughs> when you have a lot of kids, it's like, I, I just had a complete thought. This is great. So I'm hopefully going to have a few thoughts that are complete before the end of this show. And so thank you so much for listening. Since it's Labor Day, I have a story to tell you. It's the story of Labor Day 1995. I mean, how many of us can really remember what happened at a particular Labor Day in the past, right? But I remember Labor Day 1995 really clearly, and I thought I'd just tell you the story. So... We'll call this Story Time with Lisa. Thanks. That's perfect, producer Jason. That's what we'll that's what we'll hear whenever it's Story Time with Lisa. <laughs> Back in 1995, Labor Day, we moved to Pella, Iowa. I remember driving through the night getting in late on Labor Day 1995. We left Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri, Waynesville, Missouri. And my husband had taken a job in Pella working for Vermeer Manufacturing, not Pella Windows. That's what everybody always thinks. But we ended up there. And I remember uh, waking up Tuesday morning, 1995, after Labor Day, in a hotel, on my knees by the bed, crying and praying, just pouring out my guts to God. Because... It was hard to leave Missouri. If you've ever moved, you know what that feels like. It's a ripping. Your heart and soul get planted in a place. You make friends. You're involved in things that matter. And then when you move, it can be really hard on the soul. Even though your spirit may be saying, yes, this is God's plan, your soul can sometimes feel great pain. And leaving Missouri was very hard. We'd been very involved in a church that we loved. We had served as children's pastors. I was on the radio in the afternoon on KCVO, and that was my first radio job. And honestly, I just believed that I would be there forever because God's hand was on my life, and that was where I was going to be. And so when our life kind of fell apart, our marriage hit a wall, and we weren't even sure we were going to make it. And then we decided to stay together and 
we moved, my husband got a job outside the army and started this new job. It was just a lot of soul pain, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of soul pain. And so here I am on my knees in a hotel in Pella, Iowa on the Tuesday after Labor Day, 1995. What is that? 20 years ago, right? Um, You know, I was begging God to help me. I was begging God, don't take your hand off of my life. Although I knew he never would. It was like, God, please don't forget about me. God, do you see me? Here I am. Here I am. I'm hurting and I feel alone and I feel like I'll never be in Christian radio again, even though I felt like that's what you you called me to do. And I don't know anybody and God, please be with me kind of prayers. Maybe you've been there. Maybe you need to be there today. One of those pour out your heart kind of prayers. I was just texting with a close friend of mine who is in a lot of pain. She's angry with God because of someone she lost and she is angry and hurting. And I just hope that she gets on her knees today and has one of those pour out your heart prayers. God's shoulders are big enough to carry your burden. God is not intimidated by you and your feelings. You can pour out your heart to God. He already knows what you're feeling. It's intimacy that you need with him. So pour it out, whether it's anger, disillusionment, pain, confusion, go to him in his presence. You'll find what you need, which is peace and joy. I don't know who that was for, but there it is. And so there I was. I can still see it's like one of those blankets, like those hotel blankets that are kind of made of some kind of material that you never want to touch. <laughs> you still see the lighting in the room, me praying. And, and then that moment where I kind of go, you know, okay, that, that pull myself up my bootstraps moment where I get ready for the day and I decide to head out the door and go make some friends. Hello, Pella, Iowa the day after Labor Day, 1995, and I am here. And so I went to the Christian bookstore in town, Gosling's Christian Bookstore on the square in Pella. And I don't even know if it's still there anymore. I'm assuming that it is. Pella, by the way, a beautiful town, a fascinating Dutch community in the Midwest. It's the tulip capital of America, And they have a tulip festival every year. And the square is just charming if you're looking for a place to go and just visit, especially in the spring when they have the tulip festival. I walk into Gosling's Christian Bookstore and someone named Rosa greets me. And I say something like, hi, my name is Lisa. I just moved to town. I don't have any friends. So I thought I'd start here. (laughs) And so they're like, oh, it's so nice to meet you. Tell us a bit about yourself. And I'm meeting all the people at um, Gosling's Christian Bookstore on the square in Pella. And I say, well, I've been in Christian radio for the last five years, and um, we just moved to town, and I don't know what I'm going to do. I'll never forget this moment, because they all looked at me with wide eyes. And this is what one of them said. We have a Christian radio station that's trying to get on the air here in town. We have been praying, and she looked at her friends like, we, we have been praying. We have been praying that God would send someone to help them. Stay right here. Uh, Okay. (laughs) And she went to call someone on the phone. And I have to tell you, in that moment, I felt a little, if I'm going to be completely honest, a little scared, a little bit of dread, because I'd been through a lot in my personal life, and I was tired I was tired and I had thought, I'm going to Pella to rest. You know, it it means city of refuge. 
And I thought, you know, I'm just coming here to rest, to try to recover from everything that's gone on in our personal lives. And, you know, I, I don't think, wait, what? You're calling who? I, I, I don't necessarily see myself diving into a project, was what I was thinking on the inside. And then she comes back and says, they're just across the street and they'll meet you now. <laughs> oh, okay. So I left Gosling's Christian Bookstore and went across the street, climbed some stairs and met someone who was working for the station trying to get them on the air. And he was explaining conceptually all the things that he wanted to do and was showing me all the different programs they were considering. And there was music and programs and a bunch of philosophy and ideas. And I listened to him and, and left and thought, you know, I, I don't think I'll work there. I don't think that, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. They called me, I think like the next day and said, the board would like to meet with you. And so not really having a clue, I called my old boss, Jim McDermott and said, what should I say to the board? And so he kind of downloaded some ideas into my brain, which I memorized. And I went to the board meeting and said, well, here's some thoughts. You could do this. You could do that. You could do this. You could do that. Well, have you thought about this? And they called me the next day and they said, we'd like to hire you to help launch the station. So one week after praying on my knees in the hotel, one week later, I'm being offered a job to help launch KCWN. And because I don't have good sense, I said yes. You know, I didn't even know what I was getting into because, you know, I was just a 26-year-old girl with a fractured soul who needed rest, who had just walked away from what she thought would be the only radio station she would ever work for and was grieving that. And now suddenly, here's a project that's way too big for me. And I'm saying, yeah. Knowing that I could call Jim McDermott and say, what am I supposed to do? And so I dove into this project of what's the station going to sound like and what are we going to do? And they had everything except for what should go on the air. That was where they were really kind of, you know, in a conundrum. And that's really all I knew in my five, you know, brief years in working in uh, working at the Lake of the Ozarks in Camdenton. You know, I learned a lot about radio, but I, I mean, just barely knew anything. And so we began with, this is where music's going to play, and this is the kind of music that's going to play, and and then this is where programs will be, and just kind of figuring it out, hiring different people to be on the air. I mean, really, it's a blur as I look back in my memory, but we launched the station in October of 1995, KCWN, and I got to work with some amazing people. Marion Vink comes to mind. He's in heaven now. But just, oh, he just loved God. And he wanted to put this radio station on the air. And he was working with a great group of people and such a deep love for God and just so winsome and fun. I remember Marion just being a wonderful boss. And I was there for only six months. It's the craziest thing. The job that my husband had taken, they reorganized the company. The division he was working for as a purchasing manager no longer existed. The station is running, it's on the air, it's got a staff, and it was like an assignment. It was the craziest thing. We left after six months. By the way, six winter months. If you're ever going to move to Iowa for six months, you might want to move there, I don't know, at the end of winter. Like maybe move to Pella at the Tulip Festival and then stay through the summer. Instead, 
I came right before winter and left before the Tulip Festival. I remember being 26 years old, doing the morning show one day and crying for 30 minutes before the show started because it was 26 below. And I remember crying, you should never live in a place that has your age below. (laughs) It's 26 below and I'm 26 years old. It's too cold here, Jesus. (laughs) And then the thing you do in radio, uh, right or wrong, you know, you have to kind of put on a face. Stop crying. Okay, I'm okay. Hey, good morning, everybody. It's 6.02 and it's 26 below. So make sure you have on your coat before you head out the door. Here's a song from For Him. (laughs) That's the God's honest truth. (laughs) Nobody wants to hear a woman cry on the radio in the morning. (laughs) And so... And so (laughs) I'm so happy to be a part of KCWN's history and life. And I'm so glad it's still on the air and Bev DeVries is still there. And I'm so thankful that as you get to know God, you learn so many wonderful things every day, every day. And I remember in that season learning that when God calls you to do something, that calling goes with you and you can't really run from it. (laughs) And he called me to Christian Radio, and that's what he taught me there was, yes, you walked out of KCVO, and it was one of the hardest days of your life when you stepped through the threshold of the door. When I stepped through the door to leave for the last time, I just wept. Yet, within hours of being in a new town, he had me meeting with radio people and then being a a part of helping launch that station, which was 0% me and 100% God because he's the one who does awesome things and assigns people and does what he does. And then we were out the door and off to our next adventure, which took us to North Carolina and then Orlando and then New Jersey and then back to Orlando and then Sacramento and then Indianapolis and then Denver and then who knows where next. You know, you cannot go wrong in this life following God You cannot go wrong in this life surrendering your life to God and his plan. If you haven't done that yet, don't waste another second. And then side note, don't expect then it's just going to be easy. It's going to be like climbing a mountain. It's like mountain climbing. Some days it's going to be a nice, easy path and beautiful. Other days it's going to be a sheer cliff and you are holding on and your fingers are bleeding and people have to come to you to rescue you to get you to the next level. Life is like a mountain climb and the views are amazing as you get up higher. And I beg you to come up higher with me because I'm climbing. I beg you to climb the mountain of God with me. Please don't stay where you are. Don't stay where you are. There is more to see. And that's what this show is going to be about. This season of Life with Lisa Williams is going to be digging into some stuff that helps us shed things that are keeping us from going to where we need to go with God. You know, I've got some pretty deep thoughts about all this. And so if you'll stay with me through this season of Life with Lisa Williams, we will think about it together. And so step one, get on the mountain If you have not had an intimate moment with Christ Jesus, surrendering it all to him, today's the day. And then we can um, suit up and start climbing together. Please, please come with me, please. Um, One thing I would ask for prayer about, uh, I've been asked to go to India. And so I told them I would let them know soon if my answer is yes. 
And so I know in my heart, this is something I want to do. And so I'm just praying to make sure that it's what God wants for me. I just have a feeling that on the mountain of God, I would see some pretty amazing sights if I went to India with India partners and went to a safe house where girls who are rescued from the brothels, who are born in the red light district, whose future is pretty much set, but the love of God is shown to them through a safe place to sleep and good food and an education and counseling in these safe houses. I've been invited to visit a safe house on the outskirts of Mumbai in a safe neighborhood and to meet some of these girls. And so I I just need a few people praying for me. Would you pray for me that I would know for sure because I need to give them an answer soon. Um, So I appreciate that. And also, if you need prayer for something, I've got friends. We pray. You know, if you're struggling with a decision about opening your heart to God. Let us be in prayer for you in the days and weeks to come. If you've got some secret sin that's holding you back. I mean, if I told you my whole life story, that's a podcast that'll get a lot of spins. (laughs) Somewhere down the road, you know, I'll share with you some things that I've struggled with in my life. You are not alone. Me too. Okay. So if you've got secret sin or something that you are struggling against and you feel alone, My friends and I will be praying for you. You can message me at lifewithlisawilliams.com. So thank you for your prayers for me. Uh, We'll be praying for you if you want us to. And I hope that you can listen tomorrow because I'd love to spend some more time with you. And a big thank you to India Partners for your partnership to help make Life with Lisa Williams possible this season. Hashtag thanks for listening.